I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights through industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to Viola Floral Live podcast episode number 38. Today's guest is Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting. And today we're talking about, you guessed it, podcasting or starting your own podcast or about, hey, I have this idea. I really want to start a podcast. Should I really? You're in the right place, my friend. Stick around, listen in. If you have any thoughts about starting a podcast, trust me, you want to listen to this episode, okay? And if you really truly want to start a podcast, I would highly recommend you to reach out to Dave Jackson to School of Podcasting. He's got this extensive program that literally takes your hand and walks you through the process from beginning to the end. And that's not what I did when I started my podcast. It took me multiple years to do it. And... I almost quit a couple of times because truly I had no idea what I was doing and I didn't do enough research and I didn't have School of Podcasting to back me up and help me out, right? Anyways, let's dive in. All right, guys, Dave Jackson, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Oh, me too. Me too. So I've been asked to talk about podcasts um, multiple times now, and I've had a lot of people reach out and ask questions and all of these things. It's wonderful that people see me as sort of the, you know, expert Um I'm not, you know, I'm kind of barely trying to figure this out what I'm doing, right? I love podcasting. I'm a serial podcast listener, but I am in no way, shape or form can take somebody's whole hand and kind of guide them through this process. And this is why I'm like, you know what? I know a perfect guy. So I feel like you're sort of this podcast whisperer, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I like that. I've been called worse. I'll take okay, that. All right. It's not that bad, right? So Dave, you know, you've been doing this a long time. Why did you decide to even help out other people to start podcasts in the first place? Yeah, it's it's funny because the the reason I started podcasting is the top reason I tell people not to start podcasting. And that was I was going back to college. I needed something to help me pay for books and stuff. And at the time, everybody was saying podcasting is going to be big and so are membership sites. And I was like, cool, let's make some quick money. Let's make a membership site about podcasting. And this is back in 2005. So to say it didn't like just launch into the stratosphere is an understatement because nobody knew what podcasting was. But uh, my background's in teaching. I've been a teacher for many, many, many moons. Uh, used to teach a lot of uh, Microsoft Office and QuickBooks and uh, time management, customer service stuff. So I've always been kind of a teacher in one aspect or another. And so when this came up and I just the minute I when I started podcasting, I put out an episode and there was a guy from Nuremberg, Germany. Now I'm in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. And there's a guy from Nuremberg, Germany that not only found my podcast, but said he liked it. And like just this huge light bulb. And I, I grabbed my flag and I said, I hereby, you know, declare podcasting my thing. Because I just I was like, that's amazing <laughs> that some guy on the other side of the planet was listening to my stuff. That's pretty awesome. What was the podcast about at that time? Did it, did it change? Yeah, my very first podcast, I had done a blog for musicians about how to get more gigs and how to sell CDs and things like that. And so Michael Van Lahr from Nuremberg, Germany, uh, had heard the, it was called the Musicians 
Cyber Cooler, which is a horrible name. You know, you learn from your mistakes. And uh, he had found it and said he liked it. And I was like, huh. And that's when once you start a podcast, as you know, once you start a podcast, everybody thinks, oh, well, you can teach me how to do that. And I was like, hmm, I like to teach people stuff. So this should be fun. So that's when I launched the School of Podcasting. Nice. Sounds like a perfect mer- merge of your pa- two passions, teaching and, you know, podcasting. Yeah, teaching technology and, and creativity. That's the thing. The other thing I loved about it is you can do whatever you want. There's no board of directors. There's, you know, if you want to do a 10-minute podcast, you can do that. Want to do a six-hour podcast? You can do that. It's really whatever your audience wants and what do you feel like doing. So Dave, how, how quickly did you get rich? Uh, I'm still working on that. <laughs> no, it, I usually tell people, depending, and this is, you'll hear this word so many times in podcasting, it depends. Because if I am starting from nowhere and I have no audience, nothing, zero, it's probably going to take about three years. And nobody wants to hear that. Three years to build up an audience, depending, again, on your subject and things like that. So in my case, I was starting from zero. And uh, I mean, I had a little, I had a few people following my blog. So it took a few years before I was like, oh, look, I can make a card payment now. So you know, and over the years, it's, it's, well, I'll give you an example because it really is kind of a slow burn with, with any kind of content marketing. I had somebody mm-hmm. sign up last month who, uh, I met him at an event and I went, well, that's going to be longer than a year ago. Cause we, I haven't been to an event in a year thanks to COVID. And I looked it up. It was 19 months ago, but wow. you know, I met him. So as you do these episodes, they are kind of like planting seeds. And when you create great value in your podcast and you deliver it, on a regular basis. And I always say, if you can, if you can make a point, whatever it is in your podcast by sharing a personal story, well, then they know you because you shared something. They like you because your content's good and they trust you because you're delivering on a regular basis. And there's the old no like, and trust. So when you say, Oh, by the way, I've got this book, I've got this consultation or, Hey, I've got a new flower arrangement for you. Uh, they're going to come and buy it. Well said, but this is, this is interesting. So, you know, I hear this so much that, you know, people kind of want to podcast and I'm not, I don't want to say it for the wrong reasons, but I think for reasons to become independently wealthy for this low trickling income coming in, but it, it isn't really, as, it, 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 it's not like that, right? So, you know, newsflash, nobody podcasts and makes million dollars, right? Let's just kind of rip that bandaid right there. And what's funny about that is... I will say that. I'll like, here's the truth. It's it's a little bit of hard work. You know, can I make a living as a podcaster? Sure. Can I make a living as a musician or an author or an actor or an athlete? Takes a lot of work. Got to have some skill, you know, and it takes a little bit of time. And so what they'll do is they'll come to me and they'll hire me and I'll say, okay, here's what we're going to do. It's probably going to take a little while for this to, to take off. And they're like, oh, wow. And so they'll go pay somebody three times as much as I charge because that person will tell them, I'm going to help you escape the cubicle dream. And you're going to, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, sometimes people pay not for the truth, but for more what they want to hear. And and those people are really selling hope. They're not selling podcasting. And I was like, all right. So the, uh, that's why people always go, why aren't you more rich? And I'm like, because I'm a teacher, not a marketer. <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. That's funny. So why do you think that that myth exists even you know, out there? Uh, well, number one, I, I work for a podcast media hosting company called Lipson. And I can say this with an absolute fact. Most people lie about their stats. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll see them in Facebook. And they're like, wow, we just went over, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's your monthly total though. That's not your episode total. And there's a big difference between those two. So I see that. And then, I mean, let's look at Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan got paid a 
big old paycheck, $100 million. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. that guy's only been doing a podcast for, you know, a few years. Well, let's let's back up a second. Joe Rogan started his comedy career in 1989. He's been on TV and two different shows. He's involved with sports. Like he didn't just start a podcast and somebody handed him a million dollar check. And I think right. and I think people and I don't want to be the guy that's just like the curmudgeon that's like, ah, it doesn't work that way. But it was like it can happen, but it, it takes a little bit of time and you know, if you have an audience and, and for the record, just because you have an audience doesn't mean you can make money with this. Kathy mm-hmm. Lee Gifford, Andrew Dice Clay, um, Amy Schumer did one on. Now, she got paid, but it was a horrible podcast. You still got to bring value. And just because you're a celebrity and you're talking doesn't mean that that's valuable. My favorite. And, I'm a, you know, Andrew Dice Clay was funny. He was huge. One of the top comedians ever. But he thought he was doing radio. So he's in the middle of his podcast. He's about 12 minutes in. He's like, you're listening to the Dice Man. I'm like, it's not radio, Dice. You know, it's like, you don't have to keep repeating yourself. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, like I didn't start in the middle and you got to let me know what I'm listening to. It was, uh, that was kind of different. So. That is funny. I mean, I've been personally listening to podcasts. Oh my God. I don't know. 10 years more. I don't know. A long time. And I think it started, what, in 2001, when the first, first, first podcast like audio broadcasting sort of was kind of happening. And yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting how far it came. Well, and, and you don't need a giant audience. I had a, uh, right. now, now if you're going to make a living, that helps. But I've, I've had people that have made money with a podcast. One woman did a show called Special Mouse. She loved Disney and her son had special needs. So she did a show about how do you take people with special needs to Disney? And what it was amazing about that is she had a Facebook group. So when, mm. when other moms and parents found this, they're like, I thought I was the only person going through this. And she ended up getting a sponsor because she was ho- so hyper niche. She found somebody in Florida specialized in what transportation, <laughs> transporting people with special needs. Um, wow. I, I had a guy in my show and I'm not making this up, did a show about chameleon breeding. So the little Geico looking thingies, but he, yeah. but he made cages for them. And his audience reached out to him and said, look, we could buy cages cheaper from overseas, but we want to buy them from you because you've been giving to us for all these times. And his manufacturer that he was working with said, can you kind of quit like talking about the cages? Cause we can't keep up. And he was going to do that. I'm like, no, my friend, you either a find a new manufacturer or add on a second one. I'm like, this is working. Oh, so, wow. So, and, yeah. I, and as you might imagine, the chameleon breeder doesn't get bazillions of downloads, you know, but he's got this, this group of people that are like, oh my gosh, I can't get this information anyplace else. And so sometimes the more niche you are, the the better you can monetize. Right. So before even monetization, so I've been asked multiple times, you know, why did you start a podcast? And, you know, my first reaction is because um, I was kind of selfish. I don't know. You know, and my, my thinking wasn't, oh, I want to make money. I didn't start podcasts for that reason. I have been listening to podcasts for so long and I, I couldn't find one that was about my industry and what I wanted to get. Right. So I'm like, I need an excuse to go and hang out with those people and get to know them. So there, that's kind of where it started from. Now it grew into more than that, of course, but. Uh, So many podcasts have started that way. Well, I was looking for this podcast and I didn't see any. So I decided to make one. I made the podcast that I wanted to hear. And, you know, you mentioned like, I want to know people in my industry. I had a client of mine and I asked him once, I'm like, how are the downloads going? He's like, eh, I don't know. And I was like, well, are you getting any feedback? He goes, ah, maybe a little, I don't know. I was like, well, hold on, let's go 
back to our why. Why are you doing this? And he went, oh, that's easy. He goes, I get to talk to people I have no business talking to. He goes, because if I went to the CEO and said, hey, can we meet for coffee for 20 minutes? They'd be like, are you crazy? He goes, (laughs) but if I say, would you like to be on my podcast? He goes, oh, where do I sign? And so it is a great uh, way to open the doors. And he said, it was was awesome. He goes, because I couldn't get past the gatekeepers. He's like, but all I had to do was pick up a microphone and I'm just right through the front door. And he goes, it's great. So that is another great benefit. Uh, you get to, get to know everybody in your and vice versa. Everybody in your industry then gets to know you. That's an added bonus. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, it was kind of, uh, you know, interestingly enough, it's like I cannot possibly be the only person who's interested in knowing those people and getting to know the story, the background and learning from those people and so on. And sure enough, I, I really wasn't. You know, my downloads are not astronomical. I mean, I'll sit here right here and say this, you know flat out. They're not. But I get DMs on a regular basis, you know, and to me, that's so much more valuable than whatever amount of downloads, you know, because they're like, oh my God, what a great conversation. Oh, I really love that. I had no idea or those kind of things. And I mean, that's what makes my heart sing. You know, it's like, oh yeah. So you kind of felt that moment too. when I just had this discovery with this person and it was just so exciting. So why, if somebody comes to you and says, all right, Dave, so I want to start a podcast. Where do I begin? Why? That's the first one. Why do you want to do this? And if they go, I don't know, it sounds fun. I'm like, okay, that's not a great reason, you know, because there, right. there are so many, like, like I want to meet other people in my industry. I want to be seen as an expert. I want to get the word out because I can't get anybody from a newspaper or a TV station or anything to get out there. Um, I want to use that as a marketing arm for my business, you know, and it can be, you know, there's nothing wrong with talking about Batman in your basement. But if that's the reason why you, you need to know that because, my problem is I run into people and they're like, oh, I want to do a show about blank. And I'm like, okay, how will you know when this is successful? And that's my way of opening the door when they go, well, when it starts paying for itself and I make a little money and they'll just say, oh, if the downloads are going up, I'll be happy. And I'm like, okay, that's it. Really? That's the only thing we're going for? More downloads? And they're like, yep. And then two months <laughs> later, they're like, I'm not making any money at this. And I'm like, let's back up. You said you just wanted downloads. And so you got to know why, because if the if the goal is monetization, then you got you can structure your content in a different way than hey, I'm just trying to get the word out about this and I need to get the message out. So you you really need to know why. And if you can't explain the why, you're never going to make it through the how. And so that's probably the big one. And then the second question is who? Who is this for? Because really, starting a podcast isn't hard. I mean, I could burp into my phone right now and it would be an Apple next week. The, the technology is has just made it so easy. But the hard part, and I shouldn't say hard, it's the, the, the part that needs a little planning is, okay, here's my audience and they love cat videos. They like French toast recipes and all this other stuff. But there's some of that that I want them to focus on to get to my goal. My goal is I want you to pay me for something or I want you to tell a friend or whatever the goal is. But you have to figure out here's my audience and here's what I want them to do. Now, where do they meet in the middle? I don't want to talk about cat videos. That's not going to help you get towards my goal. So that's the part you have to figure out. What what will hold their interest and move them towards my goal? Because otherwise, if you're just trying to be everything to everybody, it's, it's not going to work. And that's the part you have to go, huh, I have to think about that a little bit. And for businesses, I always just say, if it's, you know, if you have that, qu- for me, and I, I don't hate this question, but I get the question all the time, like, what's a good microphone for like under a hundred bucks? Well, that's a great episode. Any question that you're like, oh, if I have to answer that again, 
that's the one that's like that's episode two because what happens then is when somebody says hey dave you know what's the best microphone for under 100 bucks and for the record it's the samson q2u uh and i can send them to that episode well when they go there they're going to see all these other things that they had questions about and the brilliant part of that is they will go listen to those episodes and now if they do come back they're not asking you those 101 questions now they're they're getting a little deeper and they're they're ready to go probably one of my favorite phone calls ever because i'm weird i have a phone number on my website and occasionally we'll actually take that off voicemail and I pick it up and I'm like, Hey, this is Dave. And he's like, Dave Jackson. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, for real? And I'm like, no, seriously, it's me. Like, what What can I help you with? And he goes, oh, man, I was just going to leave a message. I just want to let you know I'm driving from Minnesota to Georgia. I've been listening to you for about the past two and a half hours, and I don't know what I'm going to podcast about, but you're my dude, man. When I'm ready to go, you're my dude. And I was like, all right, well, you know where to find me, you know? So it is one of those things that you can use it to, you know, know who you're, why you're doing it and who it's for, and then how am I going to gauge the success? Because I don't really look at my download numbers. I look at how many people signed up for the School of Podcasting. That's how I gauge my success. Right. So when did School of Podcasting was born? 2005. Oh, okay. So it, it actually that's Okay. Yeah. All right. So you've been doing this long enough to see trends come and go, right? In podcasting, essentially. So what is a trend right now that you see that is right here, right now that, you know, for sure, this is just literally a trend. It is going to pass and everybody's all like up in arms about. Well, the one I see that comes over and over and over is somebody will launch a free podcast media hosting company. Uh, and this could have been you know, Himalaya. It could be, um, let me think about this pod show. Pod show went through $32 million and went out of business. Cause it turns out, if you ever think about this free is, is not a great business model. It's kind of hard to stay in business cause you know, you're paying all this stuff. So every time I see one come out and the last one that just turned off the free option is a company called Wooshka. It's a weird kind of name. And I, when they first came out, I went over and I kicked the tires on it. And I was like, all right, well, let's start it. Because typically it's about three and a half years before they run out of VC money and go away. And I asked them and I'm like, why, like, how are you guys going to stay in business? Have you not seen all these other people? And, uh, they're like, oh, no, we have a like, this is just a project of our bigger company. We've got tons of cash. And I was like, yeah, but big companies don't like to lose money on purpose, you know, and I was like, and and so sure enough, you know, years later, they turned it off. True crime right now, it, it's a little bit like the music business. When the Beatles came out, there were a bunch of people that then tried to sound like the Beatles. And when, you know, uh, I don't know, Britney Spears comes out and then you got Christina Aguilera and Demi Lovato and, you know, all these other kind of uh kind of following in the footsteps type thing. And I see that a lot. So uh, shoot, it's probably been three or four years ago when uh, Serial came out and true crime is still a, a very, very popular thing, which is kind of odd. It's like, hey, let's take somebody's really, this family has gone through a really bad time. They've lost a loved one. Let's turn that into entertainment, shall we? Uh, so that's always kind of odd in my book, but it's really big. Um, religions are really top, you know, every church has put their sermons online as a, uh, cause it's just, it's relatively cheap. You know, you're looking at 20, 30 bucks a month to reach the world. So, but, uh, in, in, in what's interesting is it started off with, uh, like a little history lesson. First, we had a technology wave cause you had to be a geek to figure out how to make a podcast. And then, ca then came, uh, like voice, that's not the right phrase, uh, language podcasts, like learning different languages was huge for a while. Then came the comedians, so the Mark Marins and the Adam Carollas, you know, and then you had the serials come on, you know, and I'm not sure what is trending right now. We haven't had a really big trend in a while. The true crime's been going along. Um, and now it's funny because uh, there's a an app called Clubhouse, 
and everybody's saying how, oh, this is going to kill podcasting. And I'm like, yeah, we've we've heard podcasting is dead no less than 10 times in the, you know, 15, 16 years it's been around. You know, the VCR didn't kill the movie theater. You know, uh, cable didn't kill. You know, it's like it's just a different distribution thing. And, you know, and I always say, do you guys remember Blab? No, nope, because they went out of business. Do you remember uh, Meerkat? No, because it went out of business. And Paris... Periscope has kind of gone out of business. They were absolved by Twitter. So, and that's not to say that that uh, Clubhouse is is going to go out of business. I'm just here to say it's not a podcast, and that's you know, podcasting has its own little niche and uh, pros and cons. Well, I've what I love about podcasting personally is I know there's an episode that I can mark, and then I can go back and listen to even when I'm like halfway through doing something or whatever, and if I forgot something or you know, wasn't paying attention. I mean, because most of us listen to podcasts while we're doing something else. You know, it's always this parallel, right? We don't just sit there and watch the phone as you're listening. You know, I do that with Clubhouse when I'm hosting a room because that's a little bit different. Now I got to be engaged in all of those things. But, um, you know, with podcasts, you don't really do that. So it's nice to know that, you know, I can go back there. There's a show notes, there's resources and things like that. So it's a very different thing. So I'm not really, really concerned that Clubhouse actually is going to take over um, the podcast. I'm just curious to see how this is going to develop, if it's going to change the dynamic just a little bit, you know, if it's going to sort of start launching in both places, essentially, you know, who knows? I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I had a, uh, a listener of mine that said, you know, I talk to you more than I do my friends and they live like five blocks from me because he would listen to my episode and I have a way on my website where you can leave me a voicemail. And he would send in a thing. I would play it on my show and reply, and he would then hear it. And he's like, you know, I talk to you like probably four or five times a month. He goes, my best <laughs> friend lives six months, you know, six blocks that way. He goes, I maybe talk to him maybe once a quarter, you know. So it is. It's time-shifted conversations. I don't know what to make of Clubhouse yet. I like it. It's highly addicting in the weirdest of the ways. Um, FOMO is a real thing, I think. Oh, that was- I, think, I, think that, I think that's the problem. It's not that like... Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole like you can't get in unless you get an invite. Yeah. It's what a, what a great way to market. It's like yeah, I, don't, I don't know what their monetization is going to look like and what it's going to do for the for the app. I think it's actually going to change it. Yeah. The minute there's ads and this and that, the other. Um, um, I think their monetization strategy is please Facebook come by us. <laughs> yeah. So, so, sounds like that's what's going on. So let's let's shift gears to this podcasting again. I mean, Clubhouse right now to me is just this weird phenomena that's happening. And I truly think pandemic is really what kind of put them on the map, you know, not necessarily because it was just so wonderful. I think it became wonderful because so many people were so lonely. Yeah, in that sense. absolutely. And that's, again, kind of uh, uh, an itch that podcasting can scratch. I've, I've, I've known different podcasters, one called Adoptees On, and it's all about being adopted because the only people that understand what it's like to be adopted are people that have been adopted. And I listened to an episode and they were talking about how some of these people will search for years to find their birth parents and then they get rejected again. And that just, that just, it hurts my chest just to even think about it. But the only people that can truly understand what that feels like is somebody else that's gone through that. So they have a, not only a podcast, but they have a Facebook group and a lot of podcasts will do that. They'll start some sort of community where their listeners can can get together and talk to each other, which is a great way because when you see what they're talking about, then you know what your next episode should be about. So it's a great way to just just keep the conversation going. Right. So statistically, um, they're saying most podcasts don't see past episode seven, I guess I should say, much like, you know, 80% of businesses close down or shut down after five years. And that has been true 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. The truth is still, still the same. And I think it sounds like the statistics about the podcast has been kind of the 
the if one thing was consistent about podcasting is that. So And it's it's actually getting worse because now it used to be you'd make it to episode seven and you're like, wait, I'm not on Jimmy Fallon yet? Like what's the deal? <laughs> I'm not making millions of dollars? Holy cow. And now it's getting worse because there there's a, a really large free media host called Anchor and it's owned by Spotify. But now I don't even have to put out five bucks a month. I can just start with my phone. And again, starting a podcast is not the hard part. Getting people to listen is the hard part. So you have people start a podcast, they, you know, talking to their phone. I, I mean, I actually heard one where two guys went to a mall, put the phone on the middle of the table and ate pizza and had a discussion and they called it a podcast. And I was like, well, yep, technically that's a podcast, but it was, so you have the sound of the mall and the sound of them chewing. And I was like, oh, it's ridiculous, but you know, it's a podcast. So it's, uh, you know, so what's happening now is because it's so much easier now, but there's no skin in the game that people are mm. doing one episode, two episodes and right. like, eh, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. And then they see that, you know, if they count their cousins, they had maybe 12 people listen to it. And then people right. listen to it, go, I don't want to listen to you eat at the mall. Like, you know, <laughs> so, so and then they quit. Funny. Right. So. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I have to say from my own personal experience, I started my podcast the wrong way. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, I I did a lot of research. I, you know, listened to a lot of stuff and watched a lot of things. And Pet Flynn on YouTube University was sort of the, you know, be all end all. And, you know, I mean, and he had some really good information at the time. And I almost broke my computer because I hated GarageBand so badly. And I still do. Um, You know, I mean, so I started from, I knew why I wanted to do the podcast. I knew who the listener was. And then I got into the whole tacky side of things and it wasn't bad, but sound editing. Oh my word. I wanted to pull every hair out of my head. I kid you not. <laughs> there's, there's, I always call it, it's like a seesaw. Uh, for those of us that remember the playgrounds with seesaws, um, on one side you have planning and on the other side you have editing. So if you do a fair amount of planning, you don't have to do as much editing. But if you're just like, I'm going to do an interview with this person, I kind of knew who they are. I just figured out as I interview. All right, now your editing is going to go through the roof because you half your interview is you trying to find out what's the interesting thing that I can give to my audience. So yeah, it, and you can really, I, you can really go down rabbit holes with editing. I just, for me, if I do an interview show, I listen to the question and the first thing I listen to is, did this person answer the question? Because sometimes they will say something, but they didn't actually answer the question. And then I look at that and goes, does that deliver value to my audience? Why would my audience want to hear this answer? And if the answer is no, I throw it out. You know, it's always about delivering value and things like that. But yeah, it's... Um, and the other thing is with the technology, I've never had somebody say, Dave, you got to listen to this podcast. And I go, why? And they're like, it's like butter for your ears. Like I've never, it's always the content, the content, wait till you hear this. Oh my gosh. And it's funny because, you know, you start your podcast, you're trying to grow your audience. And let's see, I've got a hundred dollar microphone. I could go out and buy a $300 microphone and yeah, you're going to sound a little better, but not a ton better. Not really. Uh, but by doing that, you feel like you're doing something where what you really should be doing is go and spend some time with your audience and find out what they really want and spend some time on promotion. It's usually not the tech that's causing it back because, uh, but we love the tech. It's fun. It's shiny. It's new, you know, and you th and, and we love to play with our tech, but I was like, eh, I do too. I'm not, I mean, I'm guilty of that myself, but in the end it's, it's the content and 
interacting with your audience is going to be the thing that really makes the numbers move. Yeah, content. I mean, the, the tech, my God. Um, I remember uh, the recorder, the sound recorder, the portable sound recorder, and I wanted to buy it so badly and it was like $400. So my husband got it to me, got it for me as, as a gift of me like starting my podcast. I'm pumped and everything else. I've used it twice. Well, that's the thing that's amazing is like six years ago, I'm, I'm holding up a Zoom PodTrack P4. Like six years ago, something that did everything that this does was about Eight hundred to a thousand dollars, and you can get this now for two hundred bucks. It's an amazing piece of technology. So it is. It's getting easier and easier, and uh, you know, not that it's you know drop dead easy, but it's not quite as hard as it used to be. It is becoming easier for sure. Technology has. I mean, when I started a year ago, I almost quit after a few episodes. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is, this is, this is so much work, so much effort and energy and so on, you know, to do this. Um, again, I'm just me, myself and I, right. Doing all of these things, hired an editor that didn't really work out well. And of course, um, you know, I'm on my editor number three now, which is working out and it's great now, but it took a while to get there and I almost gave up and I'm glad I didn't give up because now that I got all my, you know, T's crossed and I's dotted and everything else, now it's kind of like, it's, it's almost like idiot proof to a degree, right? So, um... I almost gave up. But every time I hear people starting this podcast and then content is great. I mean, there are a few in my own industry that are not running it anymore. And I just kind of part of me want to like reach out to them. It's like, what's going on? How can I help you? Can you not stop? Because I really don't want them to stop. Some of them were actually pretty good. But with everything that's getting better, technology is getting better. It's becoming easier and easier and easier. And yet the rate of dropping is growing. Where is that disconnect? I mean, why are we so, why, why is that? Why do people quit? At the end of the day, yeah. Why do they, why, despite the fact that it is so much easier to do the podcast nowadays, or, or maybe that is the reason. I, I think that's it because it's so easy and they have people just saying for three easy payments of X amount of money, I will show you how to start a podcast and quit your day job. And when it doesn't happen in six weeks, they go, well, that guy lied to me and they quit. Um, I think that's part of it. And I think the other one is it, depending if, if this is something for your business, that money that you pay for the editor is kind of a business expense, you know? And so, cause that's the thing people, I always say that the best I've ever been at this is a four to one ratio. So if you do an hour long podcast and an hours, a long podcast, it's going to take you four hours. And people are like, how is that? Don't you just talk into a microphone for an hour and you're done? And I'm like, well, you had to figure out what you're going to talk about. Then you talked about it. And unless you're perfect, you had to do some editing. So you do a little bit of editing and then you have to write up some show notes so Google can find it. And by the time you get done, congratulations, that 15 minute podcast just took you an hour. That hour long podcast took you four. And I think that's the thing I, in many cases that surprise people. They're like, wow, I didn't, you know, especially if they think they're going to do a daily show because then you just get you know, and there are things you can do. Like I'm a, I'm a huge Evernote person, the the app, because I'm always coming up with ideas and I put them into my Evernote the minute I have them, because if I don't, I lose them. And that's because that's half the struggle. Like once you get going, you're like, okay, now I got to keep this thing going. And, uh, you know, and, but there are people, I mean, there've been shows that have like, we're going to do 10 episodes of this. That's it. We're going to start. It's a story. We're going to tell the story from the beginning, the middle, the end, and we're done. So it doesn't always have to be this ongoing thing, but the longer it goes on, the better the relationship you can build with your audience. So, but I think that's probably the the one I hear a lot. It's like, man, this takes a lot more time. And especially when you're new, I mean, 
anything when i first i'm a guitar player when i first started learning to play the guitar it is actually painful you end up with little dents in your fingertips and that's why a lot of people quit you know so uh, podcasting like anything when you first start there's a bit of a learning curve you know and you can have coaches and stuff kind of guide you through but in the end it's you just got to kind of keep doing it and the the more you do the better you get at it and you know, I mean, when you started off with flowers, it wasn't like you just was like, look at this beautiful bouquet I made. You got to figure out, OK, that doesn't work with that. And this does. And then after a while, you're like, oh, I know how to do this. And off you go. So it's kind of like anything else. You you start off a little slow and then you, it gets easier. Yeah. Much like I don't want to listen to my few episodes that I released in the beginning. I don't ever want to look at the arrangements I made in the beginning. So, yep, totally get it. I mean, I still don't want to listen to my own episodes. I don't want to listen to my own voices, what the problem is. But, you know. Well, it's like anything else. You know, the first time you went to tie your shoes, you weren't very good at it either. So, you know, but you, you got better at it. That is true. So, Dave, you've created this school of podcasting. Talk to me about the school of podcasting specifically, not the podcast itself, but just what do you do for for those who want to start the podcast, right? It's basically I've got an idea. I want to reach the world. How do I do that? And so I've got you know, online courses that will walk you through everything from how to really the, I think the most important one is planning your podcast because I have a bunch of little worksheets you fill out and kind of help you figure out, okay, what am I good at? And then that whole, who is my audience thing? But we have everything from there. If, if you have a person that's like, I don't even have a website. Well, I've got a course on how to build your website. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of things on like content. Like uh, one tip I always tell people is go to Amazon and find a book about your subject and look at the four star and the two-star reviews, because they weren't bad enough to give you a one, and you weren't good enough to get a five. And those people usually say why. They're like, this was a horrible thing. You know, they didn't do this, they didn't do that, but I did give them this. So they get really detailed. And four, it was like, I would have given it five, but I thought he was going to talk about this, and she didn't do it. And you're like, okay, write that down. They wanted that. So a lot of little you know, tips and strategies on getting good content. And then of course, all the Apple, Google, Spotify, how to get it in there. But so courses, lots of courses for you to pick from. I think my favorite part is I have a private Facebook group and it's great because number one, we're all big giant podcast nerds. So we're always like, did you see this story about so-and-so? And we're talking about it or somebody like, Hey, I'm getting ready to launch. Here's my, my three versions of my album art. Which one do you think is best? You know, and that whole nine yards. So uh, that's that. And then the other thing I do because what I want to avoid is, like you said, I'm ready to, to throw my Mac out the window. I hate GarageBand is I do live group coaching. So I do one kind of in the afternoon on a Saturday. I do one on a Wednesday in the evening to kind of catch the West Coast. And then every Friday I do little baby sessions. I just call them lunch with Dave because I have somebody signed up from Egypt and he can't come to the other two. He's like, do you have anything in the middle of the day? And I was like, no, but I can make one. And so those are just, those are just places where you can come in and you know, hey, how do I do this in Audacity? Oh, here, let me show you. Click, click, click. There you go. Anything else? Nope, that's all I needed. Okay. Let me know if you get stuck on anything else. So that's it. You have courses, you have a private Facebook group, and then uh, live group coaching. And of course, email and all that other fun stuff that you can, I, I just, my bottom line is the teacher me, I don't want to hear that you're getting frustrated and you want to punch the wall and things like that. So I always say, please don't, you know, if, if you see something and that's not working, you know, I'll come up with something else. Right. That's fantastic. So for my fellow friends who want to start a podcast or who's been asking me, I'm going to say, go to Dave, but don't buy anything yet. Right. Is it safe to say? Um, yeah. If you, if you haven't answered your why yet, like, why are you doing that? If you can't answer that question, you have the, the cart a little bit before the, the horse. So, and then, like I say, the first course I always say is go through that planning one. And then once you figure out, okay, now I know what I'm going to say and whom I'm saying it to. Now it's time to get out the checkbook and, uh, 
you know, get ready to, to, to put the, the wheels on the road. Sounds good. So you will guide him through and give him all the nuts and bolts and, you know, all the mechanics or whatever else they need to, to get this going. So that's, that's great to hear. And, um, we also have a discount code for them. So we'll share the link in the show notes, right? And, uh, yeah, reach out to Dave. I, um, I personally, you know, scheduled a coaching call with you, Dave, and that was what, um, two months ago. So something, yeah, right. And that was, that was so insightful. That was so helpful. Um, you know, it, it was fantastic. And I wish I knew where you were when I was starting my podcast, <laughs> you know, I was entirely too green, too naive to, and, you know, and gone into the pet fleeing rabbit hole, which was really helpful. But of course, you know, it, the system wasn't really designed for me to do what essentially I wanted to do from beginning to the end and do it right. And without getting frustrated in the middle more times that I can count, you know, um, but you know, here we are. So yeah, I, I cannot possibly imagine me quitting and hopefully I won't, you know, we'll keep on doing this. This is, this is great. Thank you, Dave. I, I really appreciate it. Um, any parting words? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's great. And, uh, I swear I'm going to pull that sound clip out where you say, I wish I would have gone to you first. I'm like, there you go. That's going on the website. Thank you. For <laughs> uh, and don't be afraid to, to start. If I always say, like, I just did a podcast. I'll keep this short. I started a podcast called new to cooking because I don't cook. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast and then I'll have to cook because I will need, and to make a long story short, you know, I don't cook. I don't like it. And, uh, and, you know, I spent a little bit of money on hosting and this, but it's like, okay, well, I know now I can cross that off the list. I don't want to do a podcast about cooking. Done. So, but now I know what I do want to do. And so even if you start a podcast and it doesn't work, it's not really a failure. You learned, okay, that doesn't work. So uh, don't be afraid to start. It's a lot of fun. That it is. Thank you, Dave. I really appreciate it. Till we chat again. All right. Thank you so much. All right, guys. So. If this talk didn't encourage you to finally start your own podcast, if you've been thinking about this, then I don't know what will, really. So with that being said, be sure to jump onto the show notes. There is a link to Dave Jackson's website and to all of the services and products that he offers to help you kickstart your podcast and literally from beginning to the end. And there's a discount with this link. You get a discount to those programs because you are listening to Viva La Floral Live podcast. All right. With that being said, I'm going to say bye for now. And if you have any questions, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. I'll talk to you next week. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Floral Live podcast. We'll see you next week. 